Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is People Every Day. Coming up, Kanye West steps out with actress Julia Fox inside their recent date nights and shared love for a very specific Italian cuisine. Plus, Valerie Bertinelli reflects on loving and losing late rocker Eddie Van Halen. Andre Day opens up about freezing her eggs, and it's the beginning of the end for This Is Us and Blackish. It's January 5th. Hello, everyone. This is People Every Day, and I'm your host, Janine Rubenstein. It's Wednesday. We're getting over the hump already, so cheers to that. Some interesting stuff floating around out there, and I want to start with a story that's right in our wheelhouse. Actress Valerie Bertinelli is on the cover of People this week, and she's got a new memoir out called Enough Already, Learning to Love the Way I Am. And in it, she opens up a lot about her failed marriage to rock star Eddie Van Halen, who died in 2020. I love me a retro relationship deep dive. So in the book, she says, I loved Ed more than I know how to explain. So famously, things didn't work out between the two for a lot of reasons. Fame didn't help, but they stayed close after they divorced in 2007. And he recently even bought her a pendant-sized gold bar while he was receiving cancer treatment in Germany. She writes that he told her with tears in his eyes, I hope you don't think it's weird that I bought my ex-wife this gift and didn't get my wife anything. I love you. Oh, and when she knew he was dying, she says she told him, quote, maybe next time, maybe next time we'll get it right. Well, look at me, just starting us off on a heartbreaker. Well, moving along, another headline that caught my eye is coming from the new Oprah Winfrey Network documentary called Eggs Over Easy, Black Women and Fertility. It premiered on Tuesday and featured many women, including singer-turned-actress Andra Day. In the documentary, Day, who is 37 and doesn't look a day over 21, okay, opened up about the idea of freezing her eggs. She said she decided to explore the fertility the option after playing Billie Holiday in the 2021 biopic, The United States vs. Billie Holiday. That one landed her an Oscar nomination, you might remember. Apparently, in preparation for her role, Day lost 40 pounds very quickly. But before doing so, she went to the doctor and made sure her body was healthy enough for such a drastic transformation. And while there, the doctor brought up fertility. She said, you know, you should probably freeze your eggs, you know, because you're going to put your body through a lot of trauma. So Day was pretty surprised by the topic. 
They can even push off the decision till after filming. But she realized it definitely brought up a larger conversation about lack of access. She recognizes how crucial it is for women, especially black women, to educate themselves on the topic of fertility so they too can explore their options. For me, it goes back to the information. I, I don't even think we had access to this information. You know, this is this wasn't something we were really, that was made available to us. For me, hearing about all of these options was shocking. And I, I never knew anybody, not in my community, not in my family that knew anything about, you know, options, freezing your eggs and, and IVF. I'm still not even familiar with all of them because I'm still learning. Personally, I have a number of friends right now who are looking into it. And it's, you know, something that we talk about, but it's not something that's been talked about all that much on a larger platform for Black women. So kudos today and others in the doc for putting it out there. Well, there is a lot more going on out there today. And to dig in, I need two, not one, but two of our staffers to help me break it all down. People editors Jeff Nelson and Karen Mizuguchi. Hi, guys. Hey, Janine. So before we get into details, are either of you familiar with Miss Julia Fox? <laughs> I mean, I have to say I knew her name and I know that she was in Uncut Jack but I can't speak to her performance in that film because I was told it would make my anxiety worse. So that's all. (laughs) Well, I'm asking because I'm seeing her name all over the place, right alongside Kanye West. So, you know, here's a rundown of what we know. She's 31. She was born in Italy, raised in New York City. But what else, guys? What else can you tell me about her? I mean, she is an artist and an author of two books. Um, She worked as a dominatrix. She's a Playboy model, a clothing designer, and as I mentioned earlier, um, she starred opposite Adam Sandler in Uncut Gems in 2019. And so what is up with her and Kanye? Like, take us into, you know, how they've been spotted a few times together, most recently last night. So, So what do we know about that date? Yeah, they've had a few dates, um, and last night they were out and about in New York City. They saw Slave Play on Broadway. Afterward, they hung back and talked to the playwright, Jeremy O'Harris. Yeah, sources say that they spent 45 minutes uh, catching up with him and the cast uh, backstage before they left. And that source tells people that he was excited. Kanye was excited that Julia was there. And yeah, they went out afterward. They went to Carbone, uh, which is obviously a, an Italian hotspot in the village. Well, you mentioned Carbone, Jeff, but uh, this is the second time they've gone to the restaurant um, in a different city, though, right? So they went in Miami, and they had been spotted out there, and then they went... It must be good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that I, I've only heard amazing things about that rigatoni vodka, so I don't know that that's what they got, <laughs> but it's <laughs> clearly, clearly a favorite for them. That sounds so good right now. Well, okay, she has a bit of a backstory as well, right? She was also married, though seemingly separated, um, from husband Peter Artmiev. I don't know him, and I'm just learning about her, but can you take me into a little bit of this? Because this is bubbling up now that she's in the spotlight. Yeah, just recently, um, she posted something on Instagram over the holidays, a picture of him, and said, have you seen this deadbeat dad? And, I mean, yikes. I mean, she went on to call him an alcoholic, drug addict, and said he left her with a five-month-old son and a dog and all the bills. Yikes. (laughs) Okay. Um, So I'm learning a lot more about her (laughs) today. Um, Goodness. And But we don't know anything really about, like, how she connected with Ye or 
or how deep things are, just that they're kind of hopping around going to Carbones, right? Yeah, going to Carbones. They were in Miami, which was also seemed a little shady because Kanye threw a New Year's Eve party, surprise New Year's Eve party, the same night as Pete Davidson and Miley Cyrus's NBC special. And obviously Pete is linked to Kanye's still wife, not divorced yet, Kim Kardashian. Yes, and they were just in the Bahamas we were talking about. Ooh, okay. Well, this is interesting. Feels fun. Potentially messy, I guess. <laughs> um, and we, we talked about Julia's situation. She married Peter in 2018, and that seems rocky, but let's get into Ye and Kim and where things are with them. He just bought the house across the street from Kim. He's very publicly asked her to come back to him. So what do we know about their relationship? It certainly seems messy. I know that, I mean, sources have been saying that they're both focusing on what's best for the kids. But, I mean, it's clear that Kim is ready to move on from from the marriage. And she uh, recently requested that she be declared legally single even before they sort out um, everything with the divorce and custody and everything. Moving on. Well, we are moving on to TV now. <laughs> Let's get out of that that whole situation. There are two huge shows that premiered their final seasons last night. Well, the first episode of their final seasons, This Is Us and Black-ish. Both make me very, very sad that they're going away. So let's start with This Is Us. Karen, without spoilers, what did you think of last night's much-anticipated return, and and what can we expect from the show this last and final season tier? Yeah, it's the beginning of the end. Season six premiered uh, last night, and I talked to Dan Fogelman, the creator, and the cast, and They've all said it's going to start kind of slow, so it's not going to be cliffhangers at the end of every episode uh, this season. It's going to build up to, obviously, the finale. But yeah, last night we saw, you know, a lot of the continuation from the season five finale. You know, there's 18 episodes, so there's a lot to go through and there's a lot to cover, especially with open-ended questions and a lot of the unanswered questions that um, viewers have and even the cast has. So it's going to be a slow progress um, for fans who have been watching since the first season. I think it's going to be a lot of payoff, but even if you've been watching just from like the middle of the season, I think they're going to be satisfied as well. Next up, more on This Is Us and Blackish with Jeff Nelson and Karen Misaguchi. Stay tuned. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Priceline. 
right, so Karen, with this is us, what are like one to two characters that you are really tuned into and watching for this season? Yeah, so especially the final season, I would recommend fans to really keep an eye on Rebecca, uh, played by Mandy Moore. Uh, We're going to be diving more into her Alzheimer's prognosis and um, her declining health, which has to do with her memory loss. And a lot of it has to do with whether or not she can stay in the moment while she is alive, you know, with her grandchildren and with her children, but also whether or not she can keep the memories that she has with Jack, her late husband, played by Milo Ventimiglia. So it's this season is going to play with a lot of time and memory as well as family. Oh, I I just, I can't believe it's been that long. 2016, it does not feel like the show started (laughs) that long ago. So why do you think it resonates with fans so much? I mean, there are those tear jerkers, but I remember that first season and and, and getting to the second season when you got that big reveal, (laughs) you know, like you found out what it was that happened for those who watch the show (laughs) or who are going to, I'm saving it for anyone who just needs to binge all (laughs) the years. Um, But you would almost think that that would be it, you know, and a lot of people would drop off, but it just kept going. So what do you think um, has resonated so much with fans? Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's a lot of generational stories in This Is Us. And so a lot of young kids and older adults can watch together and relate to a storyline or even a character. And I think what's really fun about This Is Us is that you know, there, it plays with time and it plays with families, but it also deals with a lot of the real life issues that some viewers can be going through and they can all relate some way or somehow. So it's a show for everyone and especially for families. Absolutely. Well, okay, now on to Blackish, another family show, which stars Anthony Anderson and Tracy Ellis Ross, who play Andre and Rainbow Johnson. The show has now arrived at its eighth season. I remember when we had Anthony on the podcast last year, he talked about it ending on a good note and that this is the right time. We, we don't want to lag this show and just be holding on and be like, ah, oh, y'all should have left, you know, six years ago. Um, <laughs> it's, 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 it's a bit of a sweet moment. You know, eight seasons uh, is unprecedented in this day and time in broadcast it television is. with this sitcom, uh, especially a sitcom with people that look like us. So what has been the key to the show's success over the years for you, Karen? Yeah, I think Blackish is such a great, um, cornerstone especially for television these days it's audiences get to see a black family a family of color who are thriving um and it's a sitcom with a real point of view um they've done a lot of cultural and um real life stories into their storylines especially current events affecting the country and i think a lot of viewers see themselves in the johnson family whether it's andre and Bo or the kids so i think it's again like this is us it's a show for a whole family to watch together and have conversations about. Yeah. I mean, when you think of modern family, like the, it's the family shows that really just have that. I mean, there's the friends and things out there, too. But like, I, I feel like if you can get a good family ensemble together and the thing about Blackish too, the kids, same with Modern Family, the kids are just so talented. They like have that comedic timing. They bounce off of Tracy Ellis Ross and Anthony like so well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it is it is topical. Like, you know that you are going to get um, sometimes comedic, sometimes really heartfelt take on 
on societal issues that are going on, mm-hmm. things that are affecting the black community, things that are on the news, all of it. But it's done in a way that you can, anyone can really like relate and understand what the family is going through. So I'm going to miss it. <laughs> oh my God. And, and okay, let's just, it's not a spoiler because it was everywhere. Tell the folks who was on last night's premiere episode of the final season of Blackish, please. Yes. So Mrs. Michelle Obama was the guest star on the season premiere for Blackish. And Tracy, El- <laughs> <laughs> and Tracy Ellis Ross personally asked the former first lady to guest star in the final season premiere. Um, Mrs. Obama played herself. She was the mystery guest at a When We All Vote fundraiser dinner that Dre and Bo attended. Um, it was funny because Dre thought John Legend was going to be the guest um, mystery guest, but it turned out to be Mrs. Obama. Um, and <laughs> Ms., Mrs. Obama even went to the Johnson's house with Bo and Dre, but um, all their kids got involved as well, um, kind of going into the kitchen, trying to sneak selfies and trying to, you know, promote their, <laughs> their own thing. So that was funny. But yeah, Mrs. Obama was a great um, addition. Oh my goodness. Like go out with a bang, right? <laughs> so what other surprises or cameos should we keep on our radar for this season? Yeah, so not a lot of cameos are um, were you know known as much as Mrs. Obama, but I mean last season finale they had Boys to Men, so there's mm. there's a lot of surprises to come I think. But you know, given that it is the final season, I think there is going to be a lot more surprises and a lot more things that audiences will be very very happy about. Oh, they could bring back boys to men and just have them sing End of the Road at the last that episode. That would be great, yeah. And we'll all just cry. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, and Jeff, like, what about you? Like, I'm, I'm bringing up Modern Family and, and, and Friends and all these. What's just, like, your favorite legacy, longstanding TV show? Legacy. I mean, you know, I do love Friends. I go back to that quite a bit. Um, love The Office. That was probably... Ugh. I mean, I... I used, honestly, like not even (laughs) exaggerating, I used to watch like the entire series like at least 10 times a year. Like that was like fully my like, (laughs) I had a day. Like at least my office isn't quite like this one. (laughs) And um, I have to say, I recently restarted The Mindy Project, which is just like sunshine and rom-com. Oh, I forgot about that one. I'm with you on The Office though, um, as you can tell, because... If if anything's going wrong and I just cannot, I will turn on the office. Yes, there's an episode for everything. There's an episode yeah. for everything. Um, <laughs> who was the one that when they threw the cat up? There was a fake fire that Dwight has started, and like, <laughs> forgot oh, who yes, was. And Angela throws the cat up. And, and Angela threw, threw the rest. cat. Save yourself. Remember your exit points. Exit points, Oscar. people. What's next? Huh? Stay alive. I'm getting help. Pull me up. You're too heavy. I only weigh 82 pounds. Ah. Save Bandit. <laughs> I cried. It was so hilarious. I need to go back to that one. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, guys. Well, thank you so much for taking me through this today. Thanks. Thanks, Janine. That was People's Jeff Nelson and Karen Misaguchi on the developing romance between Kanye West and actress Julia Fox, as well as the start of the final seasons of This Is Us and Black-ish. For more on these stories, head over to People.com. And now, guys, something to make you 
smile. There's a journalist who has just made history, but not because of what was said on TV, rather what she brought to TV. Orini Kaipaira, a Maori woman from New Zealand, is the first person to ever host a primetime news program on national TV with traditional facial markings. She hit the air on Christmas Day last year, showing off a tattoo on her lip and mouth that extends to her chin area. And you guys have to check out her full story on our site because she is fascinating. The tattoo is a cultural symbol of her community that represents identity, status, and heritage. The 38-year-old journalist, who's an anchor for News Hub, told CNN that she hopes young girls in the Maori culture will embrace who they are and be the change they wish to see in the world. I am so excited for her and just a perfect way to end this here Woman Crush Wednesday. I will talk to you all tomorrow. Tomorrow.